MPI Paranormal Radio. The truth is to be found. An internet radio show dedicated to the open discussion of different paranormal topics by military paranormal investigations. Our aspiration is to research and discover the possibilities of scientific reasons to a field of study which many do not believe to be supported by facts. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. We are a science-based paranormal research organization with active duty and retired military members, dependents, and or friends located out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Recorded or live, broadcasting with Shoutcast on multiple websites to get the maximum reach. Now, here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. And welcome to Military Paranormal Investigations Radio. My name is Rob. My name is Jeff. And I'm Destiny. And as you can see, we have a new volunteer for us. This is Destiny. She's uh, been one of our junior members for quite a time. Quite some time. She's not a junior member anymore. As she made abundantly clear a little while ago before we started the show, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I earned this right. Oh, you earned this right. Yeah, I did my time. <laughs> we, Rob, you might want to introduce who she is. No, I was going to let her do that. Oh, you know? okay. This is my dad, everyone. That's right, yes. <laughs> Yes, Destiny is my daughter. She's been a junior member with us. Um, she was one of the first junior members, along with Kyle. Yeah, she was. And then I was Matt a junior member when I was fourteen. Well, that yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, as in like the very first one. Yeah, she was the true junior member because Kyle was just a was seen as just a member. That's right. Start the was, junior program. That's for right a because Kyle years. was a member. Because yeah, yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. So she is the founding junior member. There you go. Who is no longer a junior member? <laughs> right. <laughs> but we do have some youngins coming up. I have two more that they are dying to become junior members again. I'm past all that, so. I, Kristen's old enough. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, she might be old enough, but you know. Just saying. All right. Well, before we actually start the show, uh, we just want to let everyone know um, we are not affiliated to any branch of the military. Um, we are just retired members, uh, me of 20 years. I am of 26 years. I'm not in the military. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a dependent, you're, you're considered you might as well military. be. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, tonight's show, we had a whole thing planned out. We were talking about doing uh, history on Old Hallow's Eve. But uh, things come up, and uh, I really didn't get any research done on yeah, that me, one. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> not, not like I wanted to. So I think what we were talking about, Destiny, you and I, when we were coming over here, was like, why not just talk about some of our old cases and our old experiences? And you jumped on that one because you were saying that uh, you had a lot of experiences on that one. So. I do. All right, cool. Uh, but, yeah, I, I want to talk about some of our first cases that we did. Sure. And, and just, you know, go yeah. from there and banter a little bit about that but i do want to mention that you can uh, find us on our facebook uh if you've noticed we actually had a new video that we put on youtube and from what i'm hearing uh, a lot of people are liking that right. video especially right. uh one individual he's posted on our facebook page a bunch of times already sure. talking about how the audio was excellent and the video is really good and we're doing a good job um I, I think we're going in the right direction with this and uh, I, w I see that we have devrin 17 
who subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, so that welcome. I, I did not see that. Yes, definitely welcome uh, to our YouTube subscription. And I know since our last podcast, we actually have two more people signed up on Podbean. Nice. So we're sitting at 72 now. Very good. Keep on going up. Um, and just like last time on the video, I didn't look up the names. I mean, I can look it up on my phone right now and say right. thank you. But I'll, I'll put a little blurp on there where it runs down on the screen. Probably like right over here. I'm going to try magic. Do it right over here. You know, <laughs> see if that works. I don't know. You can find us on Twitter also. And on our Facebook, like we just mentioned, if you do Twitter and Facebook, all you got to do is search Military Paranormal, all one word. Same thing with YouTube. Now that we're on there, just do that. And when you search YouTube, you'll type in Military Paranormal and it'll come up with uh, the actual Military Paranormal a space in there. But just tell them you want to do the one where it's just all together and you should pop up right there with our latest video. And um, I also want to mention that with this video that we just did, it looks the same as the previous ones, but the previous ones are strictly our banner up there. So this one actually starts off with our banner, and then we move on into our podcast. Yeah, it with, turned out really, really I, good. I think it did. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, you took a, put a lot of hard work into it. It took me a whole week to get that yeah. one up. So, well, Destiny, I guess since you uh, brought up this idea, why don't you go ahead and start us with one of the cases that maybe... Or you remember the most or or if you have any experiences that you wanted to join because I, I know there's a couple that you're itching at <laughs> that you want to talk about I, I'm pretty sure the dolls that you want to talk about or but I'll just let you go ahead and talk and uh, we'll, we'll chime in here and there okay so I'm gonna start with my most traumatic experience with this group traumatic I yes it was very traumatic for me <laughs> we were in was it Arkansas that we went to uh, yeah yeah, yeah okay so we're in Arkansas. Whose museum was it? It was the MacArthur Military MacArthur Museum. Museum. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're in there, and there's this little room, and it has, like, this, I guess what used to be a window, and they've made it into some sort of, like, shrine now, and it had the story of this little boy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, so I don't remember the whole story, but it was, like, very traumatic, and this little boy, something happened to him, he got killed. Well... What it was is he was 19, I believe it was, or younger yeah, I, than that. I, I don't remember I, how old he was. Anyways, he was he was hung for being a spy mm -hmm. uh, for the North. Yes, okay. So that that's the story behind that one, but it turned yeah. out that he really wasn't a spy. Right. And in this picture, or this uh, window, it's supposed to depict him and his mother. Is that who it was? Um, I'm not exactly sure who, who it was. There was some female character up there. I don't know. They all thought it would be a great idea to send me in there because for some reason that sounded amazing to them. <laughs> and I walk in there and just start bawling for no reason, like ugly whale tears coming out of my face. And they're all on the radio like, no, no, leave her there. She's fine. She's fine. I, I think that was me that was on the radio. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 no. Sure wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Just leave her there. And I'm sitting here sobbing, not knowing what's happening. After previously that day, we almost got shot at a gas station. My nerves were shot. Well, yeah, we, we were in a part of a town that we really weren't familiar with. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, but um, we really didn't leave you there. We actually had someone sitting there with you, but we just does wanted it count? to. But it does count because we didn't leave you. We just left you in the room <laughs> it count. to see. But you were older. You were older and wiser. I you was weren't like a, sixteen, bawling my eyes out. 
but it was an emotional thing that we were trying to figure out if it had to do something with that or without it. Um, so, yeah, that's why we are... He's just making up excuses because he's my dad. He has to act like he cares. Yeah, we had uh, we had some pretty good experiences in the MacArthur Museum, I know. That was really good. There was a lot happening there. Yeah, yeah that, that night we definitely had some... In fact, uh, Rob, if I remember correctly, we have some video that we had some some footage that we captured when you and me and a couple other oh when you guys were talking about upstairs right yeah um with that one uh i was actually down in ops and it was you um kevin destiny and mom um, was up there yeah mom was up there okay well, we actually have the other junior members that just showed up. Um, okay, that, that this is my other daughter, Kristen. Hola. This is the one that wants to be another junior member right here. She didn't realize she was on camera, and now she's like, uh, so what now are you she's guys shy. doing? Where? Uh, right it's over right there. there. Right there. Oh, people of the world. This is yeah. going on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so what are you guys doing here? Who dropped us off? Or who dropped y'all off? Mom, we're at the Okay. Well, this just kind of got interesting. They're not staying. Lane just has to use your bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's all they care That's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, Maddie, you want, you want to join this conversation too? You sure? <laughs> hey, uh, Destiny, I did a little research. It was David Owen Dodd. Yes. Was the, was the story. And it's a stained glass window. Yep. Okay, stained glass window. It's actually in there. So what was the story actually behind it? Because it's been a couple of years since we've okay, been there. Okay, David Owen Dodd is perhaps one of the best known Civil War figures in Arkansas history. Uh, the city of Little Rock remembered the boy hanged as a Confederate spy in January of 1864. Um, they named a school after him. Let's see. The window commemorating the young Arkansas's ex, uh, executed as a Confederate spy in 1864 was unveiled at the museum in Richmond, Virginia, in 1911. Oh wow! Actually, so the that, that picture was, was in, so the window was in Virginia, in Virginia and they brought that, it back. That's right. Interesting. The idea for the window originated three years earlier when the Arkansas Division of the United Daughters of the Confederacy began raising funds for a memorial window. For the Arkansas room at the Richmond Museum. Hmm. So in in January Hi of guys. 2004, the Museum of the Confederacy loaned the window. Is that like to the museum in order to commemorate the 140th anniversary of Dodge Trial? Is that the same museum that uh, loaned the cannon? Yes. Okay. Yes. What was his name? David Owen Dodd. D O D D. And did they say how old he was? Yeah, in in this it doesn't say. I'm pretty sure but he was I, young. Yeah, I, I remember say he, he was, was 19, and you can say 19. He was born in 1846 and died in 1964 or 1864. Yeah, 1864. Yep. And was he like one of the youngest, or I, I can't I, remember. I, I really don't remember. Yeah, I can't. And if you're interested, you can do some research. Just yeah, Google you can find David it on Google, or I'm pretty sure if you go to uh, the MacArthur Military Museum uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas. 
I'm sure they have a pamphlet or something up there. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I'm actually, I'm on their website looking okay. at it. So, um, so that was your most dramatic one that you had? Traumatic. Oh, traumatic. I started crying in front of a bunch of people I didn't know. It was very traumatic for me. How is it not everyone that you know? It was Jeff and yeah, but, Kevin. And but, you know, it was. I mean, to just have, you know, when you're investigating and you just have those moments where a feeling of something comes over you. Right. A, a, an emotion such as crying and or whether it be fear or whatever it might be. That's that can be very traumatic. OK. Yeah. Because uh, now that we're talking experiences, I'll go into one. Um, that I think we've talked about on one of our other uh, podcasts, but With Rob, Mike? you'll remember this one. <laughs> we were yes, we're going to talk about you, Mike. We were up. No, no, no. It's another nope. one. We'll talk about that okay, one okay. too, though. Uh, we were up in Jacksboro okay, at yeah. the Fort Richardson. Oh, you and I hospital. Yes, that was probably one of the earliest. One of the earliest bigger uh, investigations that we went on as a group yeah. and uh i would say that it was probably around two fifteen, maybe three o'clock in the morning we had been there quite some time yeah because we we camped the, out there as right. well right and on on the property there is an old what they call a buffalo soldier hospital, hospital. that was utilized and as you go around the hospital it has a wooden uh, wooden planks or wooden boards around the Right, whole. it had a wraparound deck. Right, exactly. And as what I remember about this experience was during the daylight and, and prior to my event, there was windows that you could see through and right. there was a light pole behind us yeah. on the other side. Where the morgue was. Right, and you could see the light coming through the windows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you and I were wandering around. You had a video camera. Yeah. I had a K2 meter. And it was we, the old Sony um, handheld handy cam that had the IR, one of the first IR ones that you could record with at night. And what I remember about it was inside, we weren't allowed to go in. They had it locked off, right. but they had um, motion detectors. Yes. Inside of the building. Right. Well, all of a sudden, these motion detectors went off. And the thing that I remember most about all of this is when I looked through, I was by the, the front doors and right next to it was a window. Mm-hmm. And I looked through and I could remember seeing the light pole. But when this experience started, all of a sudden, the window went completely black. I could not see the that light pole on the other side. And I remember saying to Rob, I'm like, Rob, something's going on here. Well, I put the K2 meter up yep. to the door. Yep. And the K2 meter just went completely crazy. It was pegged out. Well, I motioned to Rob, and Rob was videotaping me from behind me. He was probably uh, 10, about 10 about feet 10 behind feet, me. 10 feet. And uh, all of a sudden, you could hear the sound uh, yes. of no kidding. Yes. yes. Like, sounded yes. like boot heels hitting that wood. Yeah. It, like, it, it was like someone was walking on that porch that had on boots, and it wasn't us. Because I was wearing tennis shoes, so and, I don't listen to you. And I'll tell you, if, about me, what... I'm the type person I want to experience things. I'm the one that I want to have something thrown at me. I'm the one that wants to be touched because being skeptic uh, in this arena for me, it's I want to be no kidding. I can say this yeah, happened. Yeah, this happened. So I'm standing there and I remember the hair in the back of my neck started standing up. And I'm like, okay, just stay calm. Don't 
don't freak out about this because like i said we had only been doing this maybe oh that had to have been our first big case so yeah so maybe, maybe six months six. maybe eight months a little more but anyways so i kept the k2 meter there and like i said it went dark in that window i heard the, the boots and right. it got louder and yep. louder and i'm like and that's when I jumped off the porch and ran to the side so I could record what was going on with uh, Jeff. And what I saw was a darkness. That, that's yep. all I can describe is yep. a darkness. And I'm like, Jeff, it is getting closer to you because I could literally see this thing, just darkness on the porch, just getting closer and closer to you. Yep. And as that was happening, I distinctively remember the boot steps getting closer yeah. and closer to you. Yeah. And I remember, I'm like, Jeff, it's coming right at you. And you're like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, it's coming right at you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I and I remember, I didn't move. I didn't, you know, like I said, it kind of, I won't say that it excited me. I was a little bit nervous about it, you know, because I didn't know what to expect. But as, as it continued, it got mm -hmm. a little closer and it got a little closer. Yep. I thought, okay, what's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, they stopped. And no more than maybe 10 seconds later, Everything. whatever was in that window started lightening up yep. and you could start seeing the light from the light pole behind the building. And, and the darkness just dissipated. Yep. It just went away. And I was like, I got this on video. Yep. It's on the Sony cam. Yep. It was, and you could clearly see the picture. And I, I wish we still had that, yeah. uh, that camera or that tape because yep. um, we've lost the files yeah. and everything but you could clearly see that darkness just coming down the the foothold on that deck and then as soon as it got there to you it just went away yeah that was one of the one of the few cases that i liked a lot yeah going to it and and i guess for me you know we're all we've been doing this for quite some time and you know we don't always catch a lot of stuff no. on video no, or not audio you know, but for me, just having that personal experience, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not, I could never go to somebody and say, well, you know, this was paranormal or whatever. Right. I could say for me that I felt that it was paranormal. Exactly. But without having that footage to say, here's the foot, you know, mm -hmm. here's the audio of the boot, right. here's this. Because we didn't have the audio recorder back exactly. then. All we had was, because like I said, we were starting off and we didn't know what equipment we needed, what would do with what. We just went with whatever we had yep. is what we're going to utilize. Yep. And I believe the DARS that we had, uh, Joe and um, Jeremiah had the I DARS. Think, yeah, you're right. They recorded that. Uh, yeah, we're not really sure. Yeah, what I don't know is. what that was, but... Uh, we have some yeah. audio out there that sounded pretty demonic at the time but you know before we before we go on to our next experience i des i want to ask you a question and i don't know if i've really okay. ever asked you maybe i have and, and i i'm getting older i just don't remember <laughs> <laughs> what got you truly interested in the paranormal and what got you there we go to I'm, I'm want to join this one there we go so uh, first of all, just a little bit of background. I am Native American, okay. so we believe in quite a few very different things that are considered kind of controversial, I guess, in right. today's society. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people believe them. So growing up, hearing all these stories and knowing all these things, I also had my own experiences in my households growing up when I was a child. So it wasn't ever something I like debated about it wasn't something i was skeptical about it was just like okay well this happens and like that's it that's all okay. there is to it so when this group started it was kind of like natural for me because i was like okay i mean happens sure. every day why sure. not 
So, I mean, it was just, like, not a new thing. So, your experiences that you had in the house when you were a kid, was there anything that ever really scared you? Or, (laughs) I mean... All of them. Really? Well, not all of them. No, I'm kidding. Um, When I was a kid, it happened, like, pretty much since I can very first remember. So, I don't think anything ever necessarily scared me. Okay. Because it was kind of like I was used to it happening. Okay, all right. Um, looking back though, I, I should have been terrified. I was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been so scared about what happened, but, um, no, I don't think at the time it ever scared me, but I mean, like you're a kid. Not, right. You, right. You kind of think well, you're invincible. Are, are you referring to the doll? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrifying. Well, go ahead. Tell them what, the, what, what you recall is the doll so, and I will back up because I, I was there too. I remember this too. Okay. So a little more This is what got story. me interested in. Okay. Paranormal is is this happening to her? Okay. All right. So me. Okay. (laughs) So basically, I brought this together. Y'all are welcome. (laughs) Okay. So another little bit of backstory. My mom and I were crazy obsessed with uh, porcelain dolls for whatever stupid reason. Okay. And um, I don't know if anybody knows the story behind porcelain dolls, but originally they were first made or first documented in China. Okay. And um, what happened was if somebody was possessed or had an evil spirit or anything like that, they would basically make a doll that looked just like them, kind of like a voodoo doll would be made. Right. And they would trap this evil spirit in this doll and bury it because you can't break it, you can't burn it because that releases the spirit back into the world. Okay. So they would bury these dolls. Well, then porcelain dolls started kind of becoming more mainstream. People wanted them. Right. And when this happened... All this crazy stuff started happening to people because I'm guessing, I mean, obviously, I don't think this happened to us, but for some people, they would actually purchase these authentic dolls not knowing that that's what they were because they wanted them to look older. I did all kinds of research about this. Hey, wow, that's that's awesome. I I was so scared. I wasn't expecting this about the doll story, but all right, go ahead. Yeah, I was scared. So that's a little backstory about porcelain dolls in general. So what happened was I was a kid. I think you were seven... Probably eight, something like that. Yeah, because my sister and I shared a bedroom. Okay. Kristen was still sleeping in y'all's room. Right. So she yeah. was only two. She was two. So yeah. Was... So yeah, I was probably seven or eight years old. We had these bunk beds. Okay. And we had this giant entertainment center. So our bunk beds went head to foot like this against a wall, and then the entertainment center was here. Mm-hmm. And so on top of this entertainment center, I had my favorite little porcelain doll because I was crazy, and um. It was a had a red dress on i, I remember no that. it's a green dress she had red hair oh okay yeah yeah okay yeah so, i know see i told you you're getting old yeah i know <laughs> so uh then this doll one night i'm sleeping and um for some reason i woke up and i didn't know why because i didn't hear anything and so i roll over in bed and there's my doll right there in my bed because i i slept on the bottom bed and i'm like okay and it kind of was like what are you doing here? Like, shouldn't you be up there in your stand? Like, in my head, I didn't question why she was there. I just questioned why she wasn't on her stand. And then she looks at me and she says, can I sleep with you? And I'm thinking in my head, like, well, what? don't you want to stay on your stand? Isn't that where you live? Like, in my seven-year-old brain. And then it registers, aren't your eyes green most of the time? This time her eyes were red. And then about that time, this little girl who was a ghost lived in her house shows up in her antique 19th century white lace gown and looks at me and says, do not let her in your bed. She is not nice. And I said, 
I don't think you can sleep with me. <laughs> and, then, and then I I don't remember anything after that. Honestly, I think I went to bed and I woke up and she was on the stand and that's it. Wow. Now you said your your sister was in the room too. Stephanie. Yeah. Did, did she ever have any experiences with the doll like you did? Not with the doll. Nobody ever had experiences with the doll except for me. Right. And after that, we had our house cle- cleansed. Cleansed. That's okay. when Misty had it cleansed and everything. Okay. And we actually had a medium um, come in. Uh-huh. And without... Okay. Before we had her come in, Misty had contacted her over the phone. Right. And without telling her anything about what had happened or why we were calling her, she asked about the doll. Okay. I need to and, step out for a second. Yeah, go ahead. And... Um, Misty asked about it, and well, the medium asked about it, and she was like, "Yeah, we do have a doll in here." And she goes, "Does it have to do around your daughter?" Wow. And Misty was like, "Well, yeah." And so she's like, "Whatever you do, get rid of the doll. I don't know what type of doll it is, but you need to get rid of. I'm picking that up already." And Missy's like, okay, you need to come to the house. If you're picking that up already, you need to come to the house. And so she comes to the house, and then she talked about the little girl that Destiny had witnessed with the white dress and everything. And she wasn't the only one that witnessed this little white girl in the dress. Because at the time, um, let's see, Misty saw the girl in the white dress. Uh, Misty's mom saw the girl in the white dress. And kind of ticked me off because the girl in the white dress didn't show herself to me. Uh, she sued herself to uh, Lane as well when he was a little baby. And I got a whole other story for that one after she gets back. Tell right. us about that one. Right. But um, this medium came in and immediately she said, you got rid of that doll, didn't you? And she's like, yeah, we, we got rid of it. She goes, I could tell because it's the presence not there. She had no clue what we had done with it or anything, but wow. she knew that we got rid of it. And uh, she proceeded to tell us that she was trying to get after Destiny. And me, you know, I'm major skeptic. Right. I, I really didn't believe in any of this stuff. Sure. sure. Um, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. She had a nightmare. She was sleeping. I was explaining right. everything logically. Right. I was explaining sure. it away. Sure, we always do. Exactly. And it wasn't until, Le- oh, Lane was probably seven, eight months old. Okay. And we had him in our room up against the wall in the crib and everything. Okay. And um, I had a camera yeah, uh, facing down there like most parents do. Sure. Um, and he was sitting in his crib and everything. We're watching on the TV. And this time we had the uh, blue tube or the tube TVs right. still uh-huh. back then. Yeah. They weren't flat TVs. Yeah. So we just had a 13-inch black and white sitting up there where we could see him. Uh-huh. And we're watching it. And he's sitting up and he's playing and we're listening to him. And he's just playing with something, and all you can see is the crib and just a, him sitting in the center of it, and you can't see like the very corner uh-huh. of it. But he's looking down here, and he's sitting up, and he's going, and he's just laughing, having a good time playing. And you see him grabbing his um, picture, or not his picture, but his blanket, mm-hmm. and he's grabbing the blanket, and then the blanket gets pulled back. Oh wow! And I'm like. I, I like. I'm looking for everyone. I was like, "Who's in there with them?" So I'm figuring someone's in there playing with them. Right. One of the kids. I'm figuring Kristen is in there sure. playing with them because she sure. would be about two, two and a half, three years old. Okay. So I'm figuring she's in there, and I look over. Kristen's sitting over there. I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna continue and watch." 
So we're sitting there watching. I call him Misty over, and she's watching. And he's just having a good old time with what's ever in the corner. And we don't go in the room, mm-hmm. all right, because he's not crying. He's not right, doing anything. Right. But then he starts standing up, and he pulls himself up on the crib. And then he, I don't know how this happens, but he gets himself, and he pulls himself up to where the, it's right here. Okay. And then, of course, he's top heavy. He's going to start falling sure, forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So I start running to go catch him because I see that he's getting up here. Uh-huh. And that's when Missy tells me, stop. And I'm like, what do you mean stop? And I look back and you see him. He's already over. Oh, wow. But he's just like this. Hands in front of him. And all you see him, he's about to fall out, but all you see is him being lifted back up by nothing nothing just being lifted back up and put back into the crib and i'm like (laughs) she's like yes you just saw that and i'm like um i couldn't explain it so i go in there and um where he had been pushed he had like a a red handprint just a small red handprint wow and i was like Okay, we got to take pictures of this, whatever. We didn't have the fancy cell phones. Right. We had the little flip phone. Sure. Uh-huh. So we took a little two megapixel uh-huh. picture. Right. But you could still see the handprint. And um, we're like, okay, I, I couldn't explain it. Had no clue. And he was, he, he's learning to talk. Okay. Right. And all he was saying was Bobby. And we're like, Bobby, who did did you know anybody named Bobby? No, I had no clue who Bobby was. I had okay. no clue. Okay. Um, so that was my first experience with that. And then the other experiences were when um, Destiny kept saying that she was talking to the little girl. Okay. And everything. I didn't talk to her. But you weren't talking to the little girl? She didn't talk to anybody. I was just the first one to see her. Oh, okay. Okay. She, never, she would never talk to anybody. Except. She would never make eye contact with anybody. Like, that was the thing. Well, I'm not. Oh. I might. Is my mic off? Okay? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay, so, so everyone was just looking at you and like. Yeah. Anyways, she never made eye contact with anybody, and she never actually spoke to anybody. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know she made eye contact with Granny. Once. Once, because Granny, um, that's um, my uh, mom's mom. Right, Misty's mom. Yeah. My mother-in-law uh-huh. is sitting there. All right. Do you want to come and join? You sure? You're on camera. Yeah, we got you on camera, so. Right there. This is my daughter, Madison. She was a junior member as well. I was. Yeah. For a short period of time. Yeah. Now she's going to college and moving on. Yeah. I would love to do it, but I don't have time. Okay. <laughs> so I guess, Destiny, the question that I've got for you, do you think that it that it didn't bother you because you know the, the, the theory and the thoughts out today are that that young yeah being young that a person a child's mind is more receptive and more open you know the older we get we have things that you know this isn't right this isn't uh you know the way it is do you think maybe you are more open to that well i think it's like anything if a child grows up in a gay household they're going to be more acceptable of gay people if you grow up in an interracial household you'll be more accepting of those kinds of couples so because that we got more involved in the paranormal and trying to explain the stuff no no. it was like way before that like when i was a kid like that was normal it happened to me every day i didn't think that it was odd right nobody had ever told me that it was odd sure Sure, you knew it as just normal. Yeah, right? that was yeah. just my Tuesday. Okay, okay, very cool. That's, <laughs> you know, it's 
we've been doing this now for over eight years and that's the first time i really think i re remember you telling that story and that's really interesting it's a terrifying story well back then as a small child yeah it would be terrifying no at the time i was not scared i was like what are you girl what are you doing in here <laughs> get up out of here i'm trying to sleep well but like I, looking back i realized i could have died <laughs> like, but see what now was i doing the older you've gotten and the more you've been doing this you the more you realize that it was could have been right yes. could have turned a little worse mm -hmm. annabelle yeah 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 exactly. like annabelle yeah well, how are we doing on time so far? I don't know. She would be the timekeeper. It's nine ten. But no, I mean, no. how how long have we been? It should tell you right down there. We have been going for thirty two minutes and twenty four seconds. Okay. Do we want to take a commercial? Yeah, break? let's go ahead and take a commercial break. So uh, I guess when we come back, we'll continue with our stories and talk about uh, why I got involved a little bit more, and, and then and I why? can talk a little bit, and I've got some stories that we oh, can bring up. Yeah, on some I people, definitely got so. some stories too. So uh, we'll go ahead. We'll take a small break right here, and when we come back, we'll get back into it. All right. Welcome back to Military Paranormal Investigations Radio. Once again, I am Rob. I'm Jeff. And I'm Destiny. And before the commercial break, we were talking about our past experiences, what kind of brought us into the paranormal, and Destiny, you were finishing up with yours. And I was talking about mine with my son, Lane, and how he got pushed back into the crib, and that just started off right there. And I, I don't know if you remember that one. Where, oh, yeah, you remember that one, too? Mm -hmm. so, so it was just a, like she said, it was a common occurrence in our house, but me being a skeptic i wanted to know what was going on and um we did do some research okay i was um, gonna ask that. yeah we definitely did some research and we found out that there was a little boy that was killed right next door to us oh wow and guess what his name was 
Bobby. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a he. It was, it was a. Well, no. Bobby was a he, right? I don't know. I was I too young. I can't remember time. if the, what the little girl's name was, but from what I remember, um, the little girl stayed around for quite some time. Okay. Um, even after the house was cleansed because she wasn't a uh, malevolent spirit. Right, right. So she stuck around. And I remember one time I was sitting in the living room watching TV and my mother-in-law uh, was sitting at the computer desk and um, she turned around and looked right at me and just stared at me. And I'm like, Mama, you all right? And she's like, you don't see her, do you? I was like, no, I don't see the little girl again. <laughs> what happened is she was on the computer and she was doing some work or something. I can't remember searching online or something. And she felt one of the kids come up there and say, Granny, and right. tug on her. Like she had a robe on. Tug on a robe when she turned around. That little girl was just standing there at her. Oh, my goodness. Between me and her. And I couldn't see her. Wow. So I don't know if. Some people can see them, or maybe because I was such a skeptic, she didn't maybe. want to show herself maybe. to me. Mm. My mind was completely closed. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but doing that, um, the research and everything, I know we found that there was a kid uh, that was murdered next door to us, the house that Robert's in. I remember that one. Um, and from what I remember, the little girl, because everyone remembered, and they described her all the same, having that old lacy... Uh, I guess pajamas. Yeah, robe. Yeah. It was like this really long gown, but it was the gown wasn't lace. It was like this cream off white color. Yeah. Uh -huh. She had this neck piece here that was lace. But I, for me, the most like part that I took away from her outfit was she was always dirty. Like herself was very clean. Her hair always looked nice, but her dress was so dirty. Like it was always covered in mud stains. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. So I don't know if we... But, you know, it's funny when we tell these stories. Have you ever noticed in, in watching TV and the different shows that we do, have you ever noticed it's always that old... Yeah, the old-timey... Victorian or yes. some kind of old... I wonder why that is. But I don't know. It makes absolutely no sense because her house was built in the 70s. Yeah. Well, just because the house was built doesn't yeah, mean... Yeah, that's true. Because that but used was to... that land even developed before that housing well, was yeah, built? Yeah, because that whole area used to be Caulfield. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Caulfield, the old airport uh, before Shepherd was there, was downtown from Caulfield all the way to uh, Caulfield Road, all the way to um, McNeil mm -hmm. was Caulfield. So that entire place was literally an airport that they had to mow down. Oh, but remember, this was a settlement. Yeah, the trail led because i mean we had the apaches up or the comanches up here right back and forth so this was a settlement for way back then that with the time frame that with the pajamas and the white gowns being dirty it would be if you had the settlement because it ran straight from dallas on up here because right um up by quana mm -hmm. is it quana i believe it's up by quana is uh, Medicine Mounds and right, Childress. Right. Childress and the Peace, the Peace, uh, Peace River, Peace River, mm -hmm. where they found uh, what's her name, Anna Parker. Mm -hmm. From so, this was an entire settlement around this area, so it could quite possibly be that kind of developed where there was those types of houses before they actually made it into an airfield here. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it, it's quite possible that where we were could have been a settlement from back then. 
never know. Um, Maybe it had nothing to do with our house and the placement at all. Yeah, who no, knows? No. Who knows? I mean, you know, and, and going back to what I was talking about, it brings up another experience that, that our group had. We were doing a uh, investigation in a little town here in uh, just north of uh, Wichita Falls. And myself and, and Mike, who you've seen on our shows... Mm. Uh, we were investigating this building and we were in the front end of the building and the back half of the building had a lot of had a lot of antiques and, mm-hmm. and some other stuff into it and next to it attached through a catwalk or walkway used to be um, a, a bank a brothel all kinds <laughs> what's a brothel yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a story uh, for it huh? all, all <laughs> kinds of things well anyways it, as we do our investigations, we have what we call our command post, and they our uh, op center, right? our op center. They ha- were watching the cameras, and they said, "Hey, in the back of this room, we see some movement. Can you right, guys that go was check Misty it out?" And I. Right. So Mike and I start walking back, and and it's uh, July August time frame, if I remember correctly. There was a storm mm-hmm. that was building, or had just passed through. It was hot. Um, so Mike and I started walking towards the back, and it was completely dark in this room. I mean, you could not see hardly anything in front of you. Well, Mike was in front of me, and I was walking behind him. And Mike all of a sudden s- stops and says, do you see the lady in white? And was <laughs> frantic think... <laughs> about it. Yes, uh, emphasize frantic. And I said, Mike, no, I don't see the lady in white. Well... I stopped, I put up my flashlight. Well, when I put up my flashlight, I noticed on my right side of, of, of my arm, I noticed the hair on my arm started standing up. Well, about that same time, I look in my flashlight and I see what looks like a mist. Mm-hmm. That's all, I mean, that's really all I can describe it. And I saw it come across me. I kept the light, I had it in my left hand and I kept it on. And I saw this move across me. I felt it on this arm, mm-hmm. and then it dissipated. Yeah, see, I had a similar experience when we were up doing the uh, up in Motley County mm-hmm. uh, when we did that joint investigation with that other group from Dallas. Right. Um, we were up there doing the jail cell, but there was the reason that we got into the jail cells because there was a member from the other team that actually was from that town, and his grandmother had uh passed away recently right and there was no electricity on in the house and he was like hey let's go and Sorry. <laughs> I elbowed it. let's go and uh do the investigation there because we couldn't fit everyone in this jail cell because we had the two groups so we were taking turns we had some up in ops right. some would be over there and some would go to the house so it was um our turn to go you and i went yeah. with him and the other group had just left, and they said there was some stuff happening in the kitchen or the bathroom or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So we get in there, and we're doing just the normal stuff, and there's no electricity on at this house whatsoever. They turned it off. They boarded up the windows. They put plastic bags in there so there's no light getting in there. It's completely pitch black except for the lights that we take in there. And we're going in there, and I remember you and I were in the back, and he was with us. And um, you left because... Yeah, <laughs> fun, funny funny thing with me and everyone always kids me about it. It always seems like no matter when, 
I start an investigation. For whatever reason, my stomach will like to start growling. Well, of course, I'm not going to be in there because, you know, I can contaminate right. the audio. So I happen to just walk out. Well, I'll let Rob finish. And that's where him and I left, or him and I continue. We stayed away from the bathroom. And then we went into the room where his grandmother passed away in her sleep. So there's no furniture in there. They removed all the furniture in her room. Uh, nothing is in there. It's bare. It's empty. So him and I sit, and literally I am sitting in this dark room with him. And uh, where he was, Jeff was about the same distance from where this was. So I'm sitting in there with the K2, and I'm sitting Indian style. He's sitting Indian style. And we had your camera at the time because you said, here, take the camera. Right. Uh -huh. I, I had no clue how to work it. <laughs> so we're in there. I have the K2. I'm sitting down there. We're watching this. Him and I are doing an EVP session, talking to see if we can contact, make contact with his grandmother to see how she's doing yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's just talking to her. And I'm watching this, and the K2 starts lighting up. And it's just going like one bar and then steady, steady, steady. And then it just stays complete red. And I'm looking at this. And I'm like, dude, do you see this? He's like, yes, I see this. And all we can see is the K2 meter, and it's just steady, and then all of a sudden, you know, the K2 does this. Well, now the K2 is doing this. Just doing like a figure eight. Now, are you talking, you sure you're, you're not talking the tri-field? No, we didn't have the tri-field at the time. This because remember, the K2's lights. Yeah, the K2 lights like that. Really? But yes, the K2 stayed steady on the red, and then it started doing a figure eight oh my in front of us. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, dude, are you seeing this? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, I ain't touching that. I'm letting it do whatever it's doing. It's yeah. just staying steady red. And then he's like, um, okay, something just touched me. And I'm like, what? He's like, something is touching me on my right side. And he's like, I can feel it. And I look over to him. And I see this mist that you're talking about. And I remember it's it's pitch black with us. But I can still see right. this, this mist. He's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm feeling it. It's cold on my body right here. And he's just telling me, he's telling me exactly how this is feeling on him. And he says, I can feel it on my chest. Oh, it's coming over to me now on his arm. And when it gets about here, I start feeling a cold spot on my arm. Right. And I'm like, okay. now And now that it's getting closer, all of a sudden I can no longer start seeing him. Because it's, it's black. And I can still see his silhouette. We're close enough to where we can see one another. Right. But all I'm seeing now is this mist. And this mist is completely coming towards me. It's completely engulfing me. And I'm like doing this number. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to blow it away. Yeah. And it, nothing is affecting it. It's like a, a dry ice mist oh, wow. is okay, what I'm feeling right. now. Uh -huh. It's a dry ice. Uh -huh. And so I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like. Dude, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. So I'm trying to pass him the camera, and he's trying to do it, and he's trying to figure out your camera. He can't figure yeah, it out. Right. And he's like, I can't figure it out. I was like, I don't know how to do it either. And as soon as he says he doesn't know how to do it either, it comes to about where destiny is, and then it just completely dissipates. And I'm like, oh, my God, did you see that? I, I can't explain that. I was like, okay, we got to get Jeff. Let's go get Jeff back in here. So we go out and get you, and... We said, okay, you got to come and see this. You got to come back inside. Well, we go to go back inside. We open up the door. The door slams on us. And we're like, all right. So we try it again. Open it up even further. And the door slams on us. We're like, all right, I guess it doesn't want us to come back in. Wow. So that was. Yeah, and I remember how mad I was that death. I wasn't in there to experience that. But to go back what what I was talking about with, with Mike, and we were talking about the old style clothes. You know, 
Mike's Mike's was saying that the the lady that he saw was in like a white, white. gown, mm-hmm. an old white gown. Well, the interesting story behind this yes. was when they were actually uh, doing some renovations in the building. Mm-hmm. Inside the building, in the wall, they found what was an old white nightgown. Right. <laughs> and the other interesting, because this is the only place that we've went on record as saying we found something unexplainable unexplainable exactly paranormal paranormal, whatever you want to call it it haunted whatever you want to call it that was the only place that we actually said that yes we found something that we cannot explain right um because we were getting all sorts of activity because that's also the same building that we went in the other side Uh where you talk about that was the brothel the bank and everything and we had the electrical problems we had the video problems uh all through our audio you could hear clicking Right, and mm-hmm. we had no clue what we what that clicking was, until we went up there and we started flipping on the old light switches, and it's the old light switches that yeah. would click around mm-hmm. to get the turn the power on. Right, but um, we had the uh, client was there, and he was having an EVP session because he was saying that he heard this person, uh, Gabriella. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was talking, trying to do an EVP session with Gabriella. And we did capture audio that sounded like a Gabby. Okay. Um, and then when they were doing the renovations and where they found that dress, they also found an old whiskey bottle and carved into the wood where that dress was found was Gabby. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember so that. we had some stuff there. And like I said, that was the only one that we. I mean, the thing tried to push me down the stairs, right. whatever it was. It did not like me at all. Right. So, fun fact, after all these crazy stories, that's the first place I did my first investigation. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah, upstairs. they almost died and then decided to bring me in. Well, I didn't almost die. I made the mistake of going in by myself. Uh, when we were halfway, we had a team because I was in ops and I was doing the tech support. And uh, one of the cameras that? messed up. Something just flew into my head. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyways, uh, I was in ops and one of the cameras went out. So I went up to go check the wire and everything to try and get the video feedback yeah. in. So I go up the stairs um, and I'm in there messing with the camera. And just as I was about to come down, something from behind pushed me, tried to make me go down the stairs. And I luckily I caught myself. But that was the last time we've ever sent anyone in by themselves yeah. to do anything. Yeah, in fact, you. I mean, not that you know. Certain people do that. That's that's on them. Right. What we always believe is we always believe in safety. Exactly. Because you never know. I mean, even if we have two or three of us in there, and all of a sudden somebody has a weird experience or doesn't feel right, right. we will actually leave. So yeah. that way, you know, we never leave anyone in there by themselves because you truly never know what can happen. Exactly. But that was the last time that I remember doing that, and. You can, we got all sorts of footage from that from that one. Well, I, I remember when we were I was going through the audio, I was going in and setting the the dars in there initially, mm-hmm. and no more than maybe a minute or so after I put one down in that room, you actually hear the words "get out." Mm-hmm. So it had already started. I mean, before we ever did the it, investigation, exactly. which is why I exactly. mean, there was so much footage that we caught in there, and so much audio footage that was just unexplainable. Mm. to to have that much footage in one location is why 
unexplainable footage is why we said uh, you have something paranormal here right whether it be haunted um was it malevolent no um did it hate me yeah i mean it made fun of me right i mean even with the when we didn't have any video and everything we were setting up yeah that's uh, right because when we set up we always just, i'm like sure most groups do you got someone down in the op center making sure that the camera angles are just right and we got the radios and everything mm -hmm. and i'm over here trying to get this video to go and they're telling me i'm like man i can't get the video camera to come on there's no video right and clear as day on the audio recording you can hear something mock me clear as day say no video yeah yep. i remember that that was so yeah. funny yeah go ahead Larry. maybe they weren't mocking you maybe they had a disability no they were mocking. but you know the interesting thing about that was you were probably the only one that really had any yeah, experience I was. To where it was like that. To where it was interacting, touching right. me. Yeah, I was the only because it also I had remember when I was going down the uh -huh. hall, uh, and this one was on camera as well. I was going down the hall, and at the time I had glasses, and I had the headset on, and the headset got completely ripped off of me, and you can clearly see yeah. the headset, the radio on my belt, and the headset just completely get ripped yeah. off. Yeah, I remember that. And it. it well, you know, think back. I mean, we recently did that, what, late last year? Yeah. Maybe this year? I don't even remember. And uh, we had similar experiences in there yeah. um, that we really can't explain. Because we went back three times, yeah. three or four times mm -hmm. we went to that location mm -hmm. because of all the activity mm -hmm. we got trying to debunk. We get... We'd like to go back to a location. If we got something that we claim as paranormal or something like that, we want to try and find a logical explanation for right. it. So exactly. we will go back multiple times to try and recreate the sure. events if we can. Sure. And a lot of times we did get recreation of that one, which is why we like going back there so much. Right. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, for me, I, I know we've talked about why we got into this arena. For me, um, I didn't have any real experiences as a child. Um with a paranormal and I really never really thought about paranormal mm -hmm. until I was in the Air Force and I was stationed in Utah and I was at home by myself working on my computer and I remember in the background the TV was on and and uh, somebody had a medium whatever you want to call it that said that he could talk to people on the other side okay um, and like I said I wasn't watching it I just was it had it going in the background well in my my son was probably oh he might have been four maybe uh in his room he had one of those star wars banks it's darth vader that you put the coin in and he moves around and makes noises okay. and stuff well i'm sitting there and all of a sudden it goes off well being the skeptic that i am my my thought is you know there's batteries in this batteries could start going down right could mm -hmm. cause trigger it to go off so i didn't really think anything more of it well I was still working on my project on the computer and about five minutes later in my daughter's crib now she was probably 18 months old two years Maddie yeah um, all of a sudden her tickle me elbow doll went off okay okay now once again being the skeptic yeah. that I am I'm like you know there's batteries in this sure. as well maybe you know just both of them had but I started thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe there's a little bit more to this. Now, I will tell you, and I don't know if I've ever told you this before, I went over and I shut the TV off. I'm like, okay, no, you didn't, you didn't. this is creeping me out. I'm like, one thing happening, two things happening, this guy's talking on TV, all okay. of that. I shut the TV off. 
Well, I started doing research a couple of days later, and okay. I actually found out there was a child that had died in that house. In that house, really? In that house. So, so for me, it kind of, you know, it kind okay. of got my juices flowing as okay. to you know wanting to know more about this whole paranormal thing. Well, then it kind of just subsided. I never really got into it because. You know, at the time, nobody was really talking about right, it. Right, because if you did, you're Their crazy. The thought was, you're crazy, right. right, everything else. So it wasn't until I got here and got with you and Joe and we started talking about the paranormal that I really got interested in it. And, you know, we had our experience, which mm -hmm. we've talked about on our yeah. radio show, where we captured the audio in the cemetery, which we don't do cemeteries anymore nope. because uh, it's just too many things can happen. Too many things can happen, and... If people find out in a cemetery that it's haunted, more people are going to show sure, up no. and start destroying the cemetery. Right. Which and that's actually what happened at this one. But there was a marker back there, and I asked the question, you know, are you back here mm -hmm. in the corner by yourself for a reason? And, and immediately afterwards, you do hear, no, no reason at all. Oh, and that's what got me. <laughs> that's what really got me going. Because my son, uh, he was probably, let's see, 2008. Uh, he was in his early teens, middle teens. And he was listening to the audio, and he, you know, he was really interested in it. And all of a sudden, I mean, his face went completely white, and he just stopped. And I'm like, "What's the matter?" He's like, "Dad, come over here and listen to this." So I put the headsets on, and I'm listening. I'm like, "Okay, I hear something, but I can't really." So I start messing with it, increasing the volume a little bit so I can hear. And yeah, you can hear definitely. It says no, no reason at all. So, you know, I, I do believe that. You know, and, and everyone is entitled to their yes. opinion. You know, some people don't believe in the paranormal, and that's fine. Um, I don't know if it's out of being scared. Just, you know, I, I don't know what it is, and that's fine. Like I right. said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I do believe there are unexplainable things out there that, you know, I would like to know more about. As, as I've said in many of my briefings and in many of our... Uh, podcasts that we've done i do believe probably between 95 to 98 percent around there um you can explain yes something you know when somebody says they're having a paranormal right. it may be high emf it mm -hmm. might be mold in the home it could be many different things um but it's that other you know five to three percent that that piques my interest yeah uh, so I'm, I'm the same way yeah. when it comes to to that because like I said, it's not that I'm trying to disprove it or debunk it. I want to find a logical explanation right. for it. But there are some things that I just can't explain, yeah. and it, it gets my mind wondering. Now, I did have an experience as a kid, and I'm pretty sure I talked about with the UFO experience. Mm -hmm. yep. But that's what got me in the paranormal that I couldn't explain, but it, it didn't keep the curiosity going. Right. It was just something that happened when I was a kid in high school. Sure. Okay, I was, yeah, I saw it. Whatever. But it wasn't until I'm married to her, got married to Misty, that the things happening in the house, I couldn't explain them. Yeah. I, and it, this is the thing that really ticks Misty off because they had those things happening and they were used to that. And I, okay, what what's some of the things that you see on the movie that happens with something that's haunted? Just what do you think? And, in a house, what would you see happening? Doors opening. Doors opening, closing, closing yeah. drawers, everything, right? right? Knives right. getting thrown at you. Yeah, knives getting thrown. <laughs> okay, that's a different story. Because that's normal. That's a different story. But um, before, I, I took this 
what was happening to them because it wasn't happening to me it was happening to them before i took it serious i was a jokester so i came home from work one day misty was in oh the back God, doing stop. she was in the back doing laundry right yeah so i come in she doesn't hear me at all because the dryer's going yeah. so i go in the kitchen and i start opening up every single cabinet i start pulling out every single drawer everything she comes out here and you can hear the footsteps of her walking and then nothing she just got so scared and then grabbed a knife because <laughs> that's what you're gonna do to something paranormal yeah. you gotta grab a knife right yeah. right so she grabs a knife and i'm over here and i'm just trying not to laugh my hardest yeah. she comes around the corner pale white as a ghost because oh she is goodness. so frightened sure and she was so so mad at me that i did that yeah. because it was something real to them sure right and i made a joke out of it and i was like okay wasn't gonna do that again but because the, he almost got stabbed not because yeah. he cared that it hurt her feelings <laughs> what she's talking about is well i'm in there and i'm cooking uh-huh. okay and through our house, we have like a window opening where you can see into the living room where the TV is and the kitchen. Okay. So when you're doing the dishes, you can look through and you can watch everything that's right. going on. Right. Well, I'm turned around at the stove and I'm cooking. And all of a sudden, this knife gets thrown on my back. I feel the handle hit my back and then hit the floor. And I think it's Misty because she's in there. And I turn around and she's just watching TV. And I'm like, oh, so we're playing this game. You're throwing knives at me now? And she goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, I pick up the knife. I was like, this knife. She goes, I just sat down. I wow. Was like, Do what? And I'm like, okay, well, this knife just, it was sitting over here on the counter and just, th-. she goes, it wasn't me. Now, a question for you. How far between when you played the trick on her <laughs> till that happened did this take place? Uh, not that long afterwards. So it makes me wonder. Yes. Did you upset something? I think I did. By doing that. Because um, the other thing that really got me going, and you, you need to see it with your own eyes. Right. To be it unexplainable. Sure. Because everything else is like, okay, maybe the house was unsettled right. and the knife mm-hmm. just hit me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, her and I are in that same same living room watching TV, uh-huh. and we have uh, the incest lighting. Uh-huh. And we normally only keep those on, and it's on a dimmer switch. Okay. And so we're sitting there watching TV, and the light is on, and all of a sudden it it dims out and goes off. I'm like, all right, maybe electrical problems. Sure, right. Because uh-huh. I'm an electrician in the Air Force. Right. So I'm explaining this away, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's just the fuse box, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a short in it where it's adjusting the rheostat in there. Yeah. Whatever. So I go over there, and I turn it back on. I'm like, cool. Um, I pushed the button because it went off. It clicked off, completely off. So yeah. I pushed the button and turned it back on. And we're sitting there watching it again. And all of a sudden, it starts. the lights start dimming again. And I look up and look over there. And I'm like, what the heck? I go over there and I hit the dang thing. Because, you know, beating right. on it works, right? <laughs> yeah. So I beat on the yeah. dang thing. And, yeah, okay, everything's good. I was like, all right. So I turn it on. So this time we're over there. And it's not even two minutes later. It does it again. It starts, but this time Misty and I both look at the dimmer switch, and you can see the dimmer switch doing this, just turning off by itself. Wow! And we're like, 
All right, I guess it's time for bed. Well, you enjoy TV. We left the TV on. We said, all right, we're going to go to bed, seeing how you want some lone time in here. Yeah. So her and I went in there, and we sat up, and we literally talked about that. And we're like, did you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then you can hear up in our attic footsteps. Wow. Oh, I'm crying. Yeah. I cry when we talk about this. Because it, and it's stuff that I couldn't explain. I was like, all right, I'm stuff that happened to you girls all right i'm i'm hooked i'm gonna do some research and find out and that's when i came up to you and joe mm -hmm. and the yeah. whole things because i had the the dar with us yeah during that meeting and yeah that's yeah. the rest is history you know i i think for those as as destiny was talking about you know she just saw it as being normal mm -hmm. and, and those that i think that are open to it you know it is real, but until for folks like you and I that are skeptical, we can always always push it off right. as something else. We always have an excuse for what right. it is until you had an experience like that that you truly could not explain as to why it happens. And you see it a lot, yes, um, especially on TV shows when they talk about different cases right. that are going on. There's always somebody in the family that is experiencing it. Then there may be one or two others that just are like, yeah, right, you're, you know. Something else is going right. on. You that was need me. to quit, and then it takes a serious an event, um, paranormal wise, to get them to realize that hey, maybe there is something out there. Right. Um, so on that note, you know, if if you do have a case out there and you'd like someone to come out and explain uh, or try and figure out what's going on, uh, give us a call because even though we're not in your location, we know other paranormal groups that can probably help you out as right. well. And and with that, you know, we. Since we're in Wichita Falls, which is just 10 miles north of uh, the Oklahoma border, we do go to Oklahoma. We'll go in Texas, Arkansas, Arkansas. Louisiana, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So there there are areas around. So if you do, by all means, go on the site, You know, contact us, let us know what's going on. We'll, we'll normally contact you within a day, um, talk to you about what you're experiencing, and we'll go from there. Yeah, okay. Um, it's it's always interesting when we start talking about these shows yeah you know I'm, I'm sitting here and i'm like you know we only normally try to keep these at about an hour you know and and i'm sitting here thinking you know all three of us have experienced so many more things that we could sit and talk about um how are we doing on time an hour and seven minutes okay well i i hate to end the show but i know i know um, but i know you got to get up and go to dallas in the morning with your you hubby know, he's sitting in the other room waiting on and, you <laughs> and you know maybe we'll do an, maybe we'll do another show sometime where we get mike and some of our other members to come in and we'll just sit and talk about our experiences and you know as we said if you have experiences right you know post those as well because it's it's i think it's i find it interesting to hear other people's experiences and, and maybe they're similar to something right experience. and i definitely want to apologize in person to patricia from north carolina i put a little post out there on the last podcast but uh she sent us an email and it went to our spam folder okay and she from the email she said that there's stuff happening to her and she really wants to talk about it with someone and we didn't get back to her so if you're out there and you listen to our podcast patricia please contact us back i will be looking for that email i got the settings set back right um, but we definitely want to hear what's going on with you folks. If you have an idea for another show, let us know because this one was once again thrown together, but it went. Yeah, I think went, real well. It went real well. And um, we're probably going to have a guest speaker on. Uh, we had someone get on our Facebook. I, uh, I believe his name was Josh. Josh Irwin. Yeah, Josh Irwin. 
Um, I'm looking forward to doing a, a podcast with you, having you on as a guest speaker. I, I think that'll be pretty cool because you and Mike, I, I got a funny, you're going to banter, and Jeff and I are just going to yeah. sit back and intertwine and uh, inject when we can. And remember, you can uh, always find us on Facebook. Right, you can always find us on Twitter as well, and uh, you can find listen to our podcasts on Podbean. Podbean, and also now YouTube. We're starting to put these videos up on YouTube, so you can go there as well. And always, if you need to get a hold of us, contact us at radio show at militaryparanormal dot com. So, Destiny, I'd like to say thanks. It was great having you here. I hope we can have you on many more shows. Yeah, we definitely. can talk about other topics. Hopefully, I'll get invited more than six hours ahead of time. Okay. <laughs> well, I did. I did invite her last week and tell her that we were doing one on normally Wednesdays, right. and I just reminded her about six hours before. Hey, you, you still up for a Wednesday show? And she's like, "Sure, Dad." <laughs> but I like it because uh, the video angle and everything, all the producing is done by Des. She did all the lighting and everything, so I think I'm going to push that off to her from now so on. So in other words, if it's terrible, don't say anything. Because <laughs> my ego can't handle you it. You can always blame Rob. That's right. So, I'd like to say thanks for uh, you guys listening to us, and as I said, if there's anything we can do, uh, contact us on our different avenues. And I hope you have a good evening. Have a good evening, people. Good night. You're not going to say good night? <laughs> Thank you.